Hello and welcome to your favorite YouTube channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piskor. Before we dive into today's video, I want to remind everybody of Cartoonist Kayfabe-tober coming up. Possibly by the time you see this video, it will already be Kayfabe-tober time. This is a list of prompts for this year's drawing uh, for our audience, a lot of creators in our audience. We've had some really fun previous Kayfabe-tobers and... Uh, I even enjoy putting together these lists every year, Ed. Yeah. Trying to think of stuff that will be fun for everybody to draw. We've got some uh, some of my favorites on here. I'm looking forward to things like Nintendo, Saturday morning cartoons, 80s black and white explosion, of course. But a whole bunch of different stuff here. Hopefully some of your favorites out there and hopefully some new stuff for you to uh, challenge yourself creatively. Take a shot of this screen or uh, follow us on social media. You can find it. We'll post the list there and we'll also share some of these. So be sure and tag us whenever you start doing the cartoonist Kayfabe-tober 2023. We also have a Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon. There are three different levels there that will get you access to our videos ahead of time before we release them to the public. And at the King Kayfaber level, you will get access to all of our videos first because you get to sit in on the recording session as we are speaking right now. We have a room full of Cartoonist King Kayfabers watching us, adding to the conversation, offering insights that we just don't have. So uh, take a minute to look at our Patreon, see which level fits you best. And it'll give you a leg up on the kayfabe effect. When we look at a book that you want to add to your collection, if it's rare, if it's hard to find, you'll be the first one in line buying it before the prices go up and before it disappears from everybody. Finally, we are a daily comic book YouTube channel. We have been doing this for several years. We have probably 1,500 videos available. If you look on the uh, search box on our YouTube homepage, you can put in your favorite comic book or creator and see if we've already covered them. Uh, 1,500 videos, chances are we have looked at the uh, the big books that you remember from your comics reading. But if not, let us know what we should add to our reading list. And with that said, let's take a look. Unity, time is not absolute. This was the big crossover from Valiant in the early 90s. Valiant had been building their superhero universe for probably about a year, maybe a year and a couple of months. And this is Jim Shooter era valiant he leaves the company shortly after unity ends so it's kind of like the first year 14 15 months is the jim shooter era for valiant it is an era of comics that i know are fondly remembered we've looked at a few different titles uh during this time but unity was i think the big kick down the door and announced to everybody pay attention to valiant universe and one of the brilliant gimmicks was this first the uh, issue zero free i think you had to order certain minimums if you were the comic shop but if you met those minimums, you would get a stack of Unity number zero starting off this two-month crossover. And uh, kind of brilliant at a time of gimmicks in that speculator boom. What was their gimmick? A free. Give it out. The first dose is free. If you want more, you got to come back. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why you will always see these Valiant comics for a quarter or less in these back issue bins. This is why Bill, Bill Boishel goes to like you know estates that are cleaning out and here's that there are eight long boxes of comics and uh, each long box has maybe 10 to 20 issues of you know Magnus Robot Fighter or Exo Man War or something like that. Jim Shooter also creator of the basic idea concept of uh, Secret Wars yes which uh, was an effort to get all of the you know Marvel canon together under one uh, umbrella you know if spider-man sells a comic whenever he's a guest star well like what about spider-man and captain america and x-men and all of those guys the problem is man those were long-standing institutions uh, at that point you know 20 year old comics that have built a giant equity in american pop culture so to have them all under one, one umbrella 
total like revolutionary move and uh, very exciting uh, you know maybe we never saw the x-men uh, meet incredible hulk and see see them do do their thing this uh you can't force this kind of thing but god damn it if jim shooter ain't gonna try yes and you know the free issue zero is not the only smart idea i think he had on this crossover the first month of issues were all by covers by frank miller made one big image the second month walt simonson so they were trying hard like they wanted you to buy all eight of these books and uh, at least that's a manageable number compared to where we are today when it comes to crossovers and uh, numbers of titles that are published um i think this was relatively successful at the time you know we still i'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get some interesting comments under this video uh we still hear from people who are very much fans of this valiant era and like i say in my mind when shooter leaves that's the end of that valiant era in a lot of ways i think there was a certain amount of quality control by shooter at that stage um it was still a small enough imprint that you could kind of have the unified universe concept uh but for whatever reason he is let go and things kind of kind of go down if it's possible in quality um how about this signed copy had no idea it was a signed copy and, yeah, until right. this week jim rugg from indiana <laughs> university uh when his copy signed by jim Wait, waited in line that is not true <laughs> cut that who's editing this episode <laughs> so here's your basic outline of the valiant universe as it stood at this time um one of the highlights for me for this issue is barry windsor smith doing pencils barry windsor smith was coming off of a 10-part backup in solar man of the atom it's collected in a trade paperback that's maybe the next thing that I look at in an attempt to see like, why why do people love Valiant? I'm trying to answer this question. <laughs> Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the books that we make and we have a lot of stuff coming out in the very near future. Uh, sooner than later in mid-October comes the Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus for the 10 year anniversary of my Hip Hop Family Tree series. After that comes X-Men Grand Design Trilogy which collects all three volumes of my X-Men Grand Design comics. There are two trades of Red Room out there right now. Anti-social network and trigger warnings, but the third, uh, called Crypto Killers, is coming out in January. Jimmy's been self-publishing uh, some comics and magazines lately. Uh, the Black and White Zine, 1986 Zine, and True Crime Funnies are coming to you uh, sooner than later. October, what date? 26. 26th is going to be a sale at his website. Make sure you jump on that. Finite copies available. Street Angel, Princess of Poverty is coming to you in November it is a companion piece to the street angel deadliest girl alive trade paperback and before you is a bibliography of all the stuff that we have on the stands to date now let's get back to the video but i developed the idea for barry windsor smith art i'm a big fan of his stuff but i say pencil ink and color if he does two out of three of those you're probably in great shape if he does one there's some room for um quality control slippage you're right and uh bob leighton on, on the ink duties here which by the way like this this splash not so bad like there's great volume on on her legs and stuff like that a, a decent attention to light source i i recently heard it might have been neil degrasse tyson talking about like they they've come up with this idea that like this is a black hole mm -hmm. that if you can get into the middle of the black hole like you can be golden and like on the other side of it there could be like this whole other universe, blah, blah, blah. But if you touch the sides, that's when you get turned to like spaghetti. It just like rips you apart. So I like to think, you know, this guy's touching the side, but that's what happens. She's getting kind of sucked into a black hole. So uh, what Jim Shooter has built for himself here 
is an insurmountable task. It's completely not possible to do what he's hoping to do, but he, he's, he's going to give it a shot. And he's got to get all these characters set up to have this big giant crossover. What do you need uh, for something like that? Like, you know, in a, in a perfect world, you need to know who the characters are and you need to know what they want. Maybe in superhero comics, the best way to uh, set up an obstacle would be to uh, have, have a bad guy who maybe wants the same things that the good guys want, but for different purposes. Uh, we need to know who these characters are a bit and w how they f fit in to, the, to this situation and maybe uh, some of their dynamics between one another. Uh, this is 20 pages or something, 22 pages. It's very thin. There's not enough real estate to get any of that across, so it comes off extremely thin in, 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 in content. I enjoy this sequence. It reminds me of Weapon X in that how do you do naked somebody naked? I know, right? You can't show anything? You gotta put the knees over the titties and the elbows <laughs> over the titties. A, a very little bit of debris breaking from when she hits this car. <laughs> Isn't that so classic? You could make a zine of that. Yeah, where, you could. Where yes, like a could. little piece of broken glass that covers a, a titty nipple. Yes. Shadows in the same place. You know the other comic I was I almost pulled out was Wildstorm Rising, which is the Wildstorm Jim Lee big crossover that I think is only maybe a year after this. And Barry Windsor Smith draws it too. And talk about like getting further removed from I think his comfort levels in terms of character design. Like it's just is stranger and stranger seeing him tackle this. Um, this is a character that's kind of like a mirror of Solar in a lot of ways. That's why you're seeing these like crossing universes and black holes and time and everything. And there are actually two of her. So we get into like the multi multiverse concepts here as well it's too much it's a lot it's too much and i do remember the solar comics that will have like three different solars when there's like you know the 90s extreme version and you know this is a classic this is a uh, a geomancer boy this is going to be a fun comment like like people are going to comment and be, be really angry at some of this stuff but this is a geomancer character who's kind of uh i guess can travel around this multiverse type thing but also can see the future and past and all these different things so basically he's explaining exposition so jeffrey the uh, exposition <laughs> mancer <laughs> the 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 other jim shooter tenant is every comic is somebody's first comic yes i actually love that one and he's never um he's never swayed from that and it's something that i agree with so but but uh this is maybe the biggest example of every comic is somebody's first comic because it's all explanation no, this does not excite me to read unity you weren't ready to pick up part uh here's one, one thing here's, I, I don't know if this is part zero yeah it is uh and then and then the the final one like issue one is the epilogue to the whole scenario so like i know on the back it tells us what issues are what but i don't think i saw Turok mentioned in any of that so is this like a precursor for to build to to tool, tool rock. Yes, yeah, I think that's one of the things that comes out of this. There's a couple of uh, they're they're really launching some books. So Turok's going to come out of it. Archer and Armstrong, I think their first issues are tie-ins. So is so is Eternal, Eternal Warriors. Warrior. Um, I think Geomancer gets his own book, but I think that's down the line. <laughs> you know, Shooter was was not giving him his own book. Maybe that was the the problem with uh, Shooter and management. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't about Donnie Betts showing up in uh, issue two of Shadow Man could, or not issue could have one. Been, could have been. I don't see him in Unity, by the way. Shadow Man? Yeah. Oh, not, not Donnie Betts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you see this like weird netherworld where all of time exists at once. Dinosaurs and high-tech science fiction stuff. Robots flying on those dinosaurs. 
it's kind of, it's a weird comic yeah and look at the uh the the color too i always thought of the janet jackson valiant coloring as being almost like painted blue line style but then you see this early sort of is that airbrush or is that airbrush. digital it's it's practical yeah like it's practical when uh there were several teachers of mine at the Kubert school who were part of knob row and uh they had blue lines of uh valiant pages and stuff like that so that was the move you know and, and they would use markers and what they're what they're doing washes with is uh doc martin dyes yeah i've never played with those it always kind of makes me wonder because now and then you'll see that stuff like the blue line stuff i think a lot of that was doc martin dyes yeah it is and and the thing is it's the it's aniline dyes that are meant to show um it's not meant to make art really mm -hmm. like those were just indicator marks for the guys cutting color separations but joe kubert would paint like the sojourn covers and stuff is doc martin dies and whenever he would do color works it would be doc martin and each of the teachers including joe would have their own kind of formula for how to get like caucasian f european flesh and it would be like you know one drop of burnt sienna and in, in, in to 10 drops of water and then of course, the Joe Kubert art store sold like little tincture bottles and shit where you can uh, store your own flesh tones and that's other pretty colors. good. I remember my first painting class, like might have been literally the first session. We went over like how to do flesh tones and it was the weirdest color combination where it'd be like green would be mixed in and stuff like really uh, not something I would likely stumble on my own. Yeah. Counterintuitive color combinations to get like a flesh tone. And if you if you play with a Doc Martin dyes. It is so extremely vibrant. I, I, I called it high octane on, on, on the channel before. So I, th I can't exactly remember, but I think it's burnt sienna is like the most important color because you, you got to put a little of that in every everything. color to just make bring it down to earth right. a little bit. I linger here because uh, he's going to send Jeffrey the Geomancer across space and time to get the reinforcements. And how will he get back? Here's my hand take my hand with you i know it's so weak it's but so weird it's stupid because like we've we've had enough uh jack kirby comics that would like introduce very cool little mechanisms or figure out a cool way to do it and uh and then you you understand that a mother box is is this gate like but just giving a hand that feels lazy it feels like a stupid little prop and then you realize uh valiant is coming off of doing nintendo comics and WWF comics. It's little kids who are fucking with these things. And you got Jim Shooter, Bob Layton, Barry Windsor Smith, a bunch of old ass motherfuckers trying to make a cool comic. It is nothing but, because there's young characters and stuff, and there, there's nothing that feels contemporary. And when you put this up against Todd, Rob, and Jim, and Eric Larson, it's it's a no-brainer like this this is nothing and, and and for context for everybody this is 1992 the date on this issue which is image comics so that is what you're up against although to be fair i think it did do well against marvel dc you know i think yeah. these two it was kind of like you wanted one or the other if not both this is your bad guy by the way uh named pierce but it's it's that woman from the beginning uh her you know another version of her but it's just this middle-aged woman is like you're heavy for unity you know, speaking to your point of are these cool characters or not? I don't know. Is a is a thirty seven year old suburban woman a, a great bad guy for your entire universe to square off against? She's an old Karen. It it reminds me of like wrestling or something where it's like you can't have Stone Cold, you know, fighting Sable. Yeah. 
Right. And even stuff like with the Eternal Warrior, like, they keep calling him other things. So it's up to us to know that he's the Eternal Warrior. Maybe because we see on the back cover. So maybe even the title Eternal Warrior is a bad title. Or you should just go Silver Age with this and have them call him Eternal Warrior. Because, like, yeah. it just... You're, you're, you're introducing all these characters that we don't know about. This is issue zero, so it'll certainly be a lot of people's first experiences with Archer and Armstrong and stuff. Uh, you gotta, you gotta, really you gotta break to things down. Because this is probably literally the first time you're seeing Archer and Armstrong. Right. And they're like hiding from these guys with, with guns. This dude's his brother. So, yeah, you know, that's of, established. A lot of info there. It's funny that there's a phone as being an integral part of all of this. Right. And and all the energy stuff is weak, by the way, with these lines and the, and the kind of prism shapes and stuff. It's clearly Barry Windsor Smith trying to do something that's not Kirby-ish, but it's also not very cool. Yeah, if you guys want to check out maybe our most glowing Valiant piece, it's a Harbinger review with David Lapham and, yeah. and a team that I really like those those early Harbinger issues. Yeah. But most of this stuff is tough. I like the, uh, well, I remember liking the Archer and Armstrongs, uh, which I think is Barry Windsor's drawing. He does it with, for a while. With uh, Shooter. Shooter probably, writing? maybe at the beginning. I think he probably takes over writing Barry Windsor Smith, probably, because Shooter leaves, like, shortly after this, so it could only be maybe the first two issues or so that Shooter would have been involved with, I think. Okay. And, um... And that's basically, that's it, you know? They they cut back very quickly, gather up the Valiant heroes for the most part, and show up with Rai, uh, or show up with Solar, but Rai and Magnus show up, and they show up independently of the Geomancer. So whenever he returns with the Valiant heroes, it's like, oh yeah, these guys got here too. <laughs> like, like, we don't know how or why, but here they are, ready to, ready to go at it. Jimmy, what'd you make me read this week, man? Yeah, I, I was surprised by this. I'm not gonna lie, but I do wonder, like the Wildstorm Rising. I, I am curious to see Barry Windsor Smith like do it again with another universe. Jimmy, we're doing Age of Apocalypse comics soon, man, because <laughs> I know those will be watched. I There's know your checklist. Yeah. So uh, do we like? Yeah, Turok's not a, quite a part of it, and you and you see how it works. Like Archer Armstrong, Eternal Warrior, brand new. Magnus has been out for a year and a half at this point. Yeah, he's, Rye he has, has been 16 out issues of Magnus. Turok's first appearance, I think, is Magnus 12 in this universe. Um, that was a big deal, I think, in those early Wizards for, you know, uh, hot books, hot back issues. That one was, was popular. So Turok must launch, like, right after this. Jim Shooter talks about when he was at Marvel, he was trying to make some moves with the, with the guys at Western or Dell or whatever to, to, to get those characters. And then he started to read the tea leaves and see that um, he he wasn't long for for Marvel anymore. So he was kind of doing diplomacy outside of the company with with the guy who owns those characters. And that guy said, "I will hold off and I will give you those characters whenever you set something up in the future." And he did. And and that you know Dell Western whatever they they made good on that, but. In these hardcore, tumultuous 1990s, NWA is out, Nirvana is out. You're gonna hang your company on a dude that wears a little chainmail dress, a little skirt. Yeah, it always seemed weird that that Valiant had the success it had based on 
comics that I couldn't quite figure out who the audience was for them. So I think it was old disgruntled Marvel readers. Yeah, I think so. They wanted that old kind of thing. And uh, the other Valiants that are on my list, I mentioned that Solar, the Barry Windsor Smith story. Uh, it's been a long time since I've read that, so I'm kind of curious to go back into that one. It's more of a sci-fi story, if my memory serves. Um, Exo Zero is a Quesada issue mm-hmm. that I think is kind of interesting. Good cover. And then there's an Exo issue that Ditko draws as a fill-in. It's like maybe five, six, something, seven, something like that. Early on, you know, pro- before Unity. And it's just bizarre because it's like Ditko's drawing, you know, a room or whatever and like Exo's standing in it. And Exo's a very far from what I think of as like Silver Age superhero character Steve Ditko art. Right. So to have him drawing that and it's very grounded is kind of a neat issue. I was actually staying with Ben Mara. I was doing some work in New York and going through some comics that are sitting there, you know, like on the table or whatever. And I'm looking at it. He had a bunch of Valiants and I'm looking at it and didn't realize it was Ditko. And it was just the weirdest experience of looking through this Exo Manowar comic and then realizing, oh, it's Ditko. Okay, that kind of explains what I'm seeing here. But it feels like one of those, talk about like a weird comic to pull out. Um, I'm curious to revisit it. I don't know if that's a good fodder for this channel or not, but it does seem like we ought to be able to sculpt some kind of title with Ditko and Exo Manowar. And... It's such a weird period uh, for, for, for comics. Because, like, Barry Windsor Smith, he's back on the scene after Weapon X mm-hmm. and has a very high buying temperature. And uh, Shooter loves him. And Jim Lee certainly loves him, pulled a lot of strokes from him. I bet this might have been some of his his best... I mean, it had to be his best money years. Uh, oh, that's interesting, yeah. I mean, this, I think this did well, you know, like they, they kind of rig it that you've got to buy a bunch of books to get to this point. So I, I do think it did some numbers. Yeah, totally. And um, like you said, I find, I didn't, you know, I didn't get this back in the day. I found it in a quarter bin. But unfortunately, these Valiant books in in the canon of, of Barry Windsor-Smith's artwork, I, and maybe it is because of like the interference with like a Bob Layton inker or something, but uh, it's a blemish. Like if... Because we know how he draws, and we know what he can do, and this these are very much phoned in. And I hope he cashed some checks, man. Like I hope I hope he made some bank, but uh, his name is being used to to sell these things because this is direct market comics. There's no kid who's coming across this comic at like a Rite Aid or something. So uh, you have to have. They're they're hoping that some of the baggage of direct market comics kind of like gets caught up up on this stuff so it's like oh yeah barry windsor smith but then you get it and it's kind of like a fizzle mm-hmm. it's a sad thing that's how i felt this week reading this yeah um i used to say like this is the alpha valiant and image the alpha and omega of 80s marvel yeah and this is certainly that the the, the old style versus image being that post shooter new style and I think at the time it might have been refreshing because Marvel was a, was a mess in the early 90s in terms of how style and trying to make everybody draw like Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld. Like it was just bizarre, those comics, once the uh, image guys left. This made a lot of sense, I think, to people at that time. But now you jump ahead 30 years and you look back and it's like this comic almost feels like it's 40 years old or mm-hmm. something. You know, like the the, the weird time elements of this not that out of place in 1992 a whole different like silver age or something when you look back on it from today's vantage point i think yeah it's true and and, and when you see those names in the in the in the credits box it, it's very it's very clear that that um it's a kind of a response to the popular comics of the day but now you're fighting you're fighting upstream with what 
people are interested in what people are buying by 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 doing this and i was buying comics from you know a hardware store or something around this this era that would do like multi-packs and and shit and uh it would have like one valiant and like you know two kind of image books or something and you just put that valiant to the side and then you enjoy your issue of trencher and like shaman's tears or whatever <laughs> boy that's that's a rough three pack <laughs> <laughs> it would be the dollar tree that would have that and th- and then and then it would start to be like lightning comics would uh show show up in that shit but that like that's i never paid cover price for a valiant comic in my life i remember buying a bunch of them you know whenever the back issue when everybody's just hemorrhaged their back issues oh, yeah. i bought like all the shooter back issues of valiant for I think a quarter. I think I got them at that Monroeville, the Still City Con one time, mm-hmm. walking through there, because people were just dumping those back issues. And for a long time, the Valiants were always marked up. Yeah. And then it was like at some point, like the back issue market just fell apart and you could just scoop these things up for nothing. And uh, and so I ended up with like that original. I think I have all the original, like the shooter issues. Um, it's kind of neat, but it's also, like I say, it feels like a bygone era. Yes, yes. some of those early boxes that my dad got at the at the flea market um the the plastics the, the bag and boards would have the prices that this guy was shooting for and uh because of that some people bought some of that stuff so like i don't have full runs but i have like almost full runs with maybe one or two that got bought out by some fucking sucker uh but i remember like if i go grab that uh eternal warriors because i still had the bags and boards and stuff this dude wanted 15 bucks for it my dad paid eight dollars for the whole box yeah right yeah <laughs> And just did the whole thing of like, man, we've been watching you bring these shits here <laughs> for all summer. How about we just take it? We'll give you eight dollars. Like, that's such we'll a funny amount. To be done about it. That's that's uh, that's good. If it was eight dollars, the guy said ten, and my dad's like, eight dollars. <laughs> it makes me wonder. You know how CGC will list like how many comics and what uh, grade they have. Right. I feel like the Valiants all went into the bags and boards. And now, right. if you probably look them up, it's probably like they're all 9.8s. Yeah. There's like 1,100 9.8s of Shadow Man number one. Oh. Buy our books if you got that money to invest in CGC and nonsense, man. You good to go, Jimmy? Yes. Kay Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new videos are available. Kayfabe-tober is upon us, and we have your drawing prompts for this October. Make sure that when you post these images... You tag us, you add us, you let us know that you're, uh, you you drew these things so that we could repost them and share them on our channel. Uh, Rising Tide raises all ships. We'll we'll share your stuff and hopefully uh, get some more followers in the mix. We have a YouTube, we have a Patreon where the King Kayfabers on the Patreon get access to all the videos before anybody else mitigates the Kayfabe effect. So uh, those uni- Unity zeros. Uh, they're getting the cheapest copies of those uh, on online. <laughs> don't don't you feel like you missed out? <laughs> <laughs> and we are a daily YouTube channel. We put out videos all the time, and uh, there's more than 1,500 videos out right now. We might have talked about some of your favorite comics. Uh, so hit the magnifying glass on the front part of the YouTube channel. Give a search for your favorite titles. Check out those episodes. And if we didn't talk about your favorite comics yet, let us know in the comments so that we can push those comics a little higher on our to-read pile. The videos ultimately are brought to you by the books that we make. And before you is a little sample of our bibliography to date. But we're always working and we're always making new stuff. So Jimmy, show the people what you have coming out soon. 
Street Angel, Princess of Poverty is my next release from Image Comics. It will be out in late November, but you need to pre-order that one now at your local comic shop. Let them know how many of these we need to print. This is a companion book to Street Angel, Deadly Girl Alive. If you get Princess of Poverty and Deadly Girl Alive, you will have all of the Street Angel comics that I have made to date under one uh, unified set look. So pick that one up if you haven't already and pre-order Princess of Poverty if you haven't already. I have been self-publishing some zines and comics lately. The BW zine celebrating the black and white explosion comics of the 80s. The 1986 zine celebrating the greatest year in comics history. And True Crime Funnies, three nonfiction stories in this first issue, uh, including a couple of wrestling yarns. I am going to be selling all of these in a holiday slash fall sale starting October 26th on jimrug.com. If you can't wait that long, you can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can download and read a bunch of my out-of-print zines and mini-comics. The time is now. Hip-Hop Family Tree Omnibus is coming out to stores October 18th. And we've uh, we've sold pretty much 75% of the of the print run. So if you want one of these, you got to put your name on it uh, through your local comic shop, through Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, whatever. Whatever's convenient, uh, but I want to thank everybody who's purchased a copy so far. We're going to get that to you as, as quickly as possible once uh, we sort of open those floodgates. And uh, I hope everybody can get this put onto uh, their own bookshelves because it's the best book I've made to date coming to you in time for the 10th anniversary of Hip Hop Family Tree and the 50th anniversary of Hip Hop as a Culture. So thank everybody uh, who ordered it so far, and uh, we'll try to fulfill those orders ASAP. X-Men Grand Design Trilogy trade paperback comes out in November, and uh, we are compiling all of my X-Men Grand Design works in one cover, uh, which is cool because some of those volumes are out of print right now. Red Room has been the focus for the past uh, couple of years. Two trade paperbacks of that are out there, Anti-Social Network and Trigger Warnings, and uh, the third... Uh, edition the third volume of Red Room is going to be called Crypto Killers that trade paperback comes out in January uh, could start off anywhere it's arbitrary because each story is completely self-contained uh, so give it a shot if you dig it grab grab uh, more Red Room comics now the books are the most important part to keep the cartoonist kayfabe channel flowing but there are some ways to uh, support the channel directly Jimmy, if you let the people know. Subscribe to the Cartoonist KFAB newsletter at the links below this video. That allows us to give you information on where we're going, what's going on, new releases, things of that nature. You can also pick up Cartoonist KFAB t-shirts, merchandise, mugs, uh, fanny packs, stickers, and lots more at our spread shop. That link is also under the video in the show notes. All good ways to support the channel. Jimmy, give them those final marching orders and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.